Hey all, welcome back to another episode of Funny Stories. We're doing a segment of travel stories. There was one I had to restart because there was one that wasn't so funny and I didn't want to add that in there. So one, I went to Kobe, Japan with a friend to see a concert. We are ex- we were exchange students in Kyoto, so it wasn't the far it wasn't that far. But we only had a day to see the city. We got to the middle of town and had no idea how to get around. We had a map. (sighs) But we're stuck on how to get up the giant hill in front of us. And we didn't know how to get anywhere on on foot. Just then, as we panicked about what to do, a man came up to us. We both spoke Japanese, so we told him we were lost. He told us to follow him to his house. He had a car and told us to get in. My friend and I looked at each other like, what? But Japan is pretty safe and we had no other way to get around. So we got in his car and he took us to his warehouse or to his house. His wife made us tea and gave us snacks. And they talked Mm. about how their son was living in the U.S. And they were so sweet. Then I guess the man changed or something and took us back out to his car we drove up the big hill and told him to drop us off near the museum we wanted to see but instead on waiting for us he walked with us around the neighborhood after we went to the museum and he took us to an ice cream place with his friend uh with his friend with the place his friend owned he got we got free ice cream and then his his friend told us to come upstairs and look at his jewelry collection he had made and sold pearl jewelry that was gorgeous it was fun to learn about what kind of about that kind of work then this then the man drove us to Chinatown and said goodbye we ate in Chinatown and went to our concert but the best part of the of the day was being toured around by a local he said had we said no we would have missed out on cool ways to see the city I'd probably do anything to do it again, which seems really cool. Um, like this was posted six years ago, so who knows? Uh, who knows if it's if Japan's just as safe today as it was six years ago? So this Reddit uh, user has said. I don't know if I trust it. Just like I don't know. I feel like everywhere there's some something creepy going on, but. You never know. Japan could be cool. Japan does sound really cool to go see. I would love to eat their food. But most of all, they have lots of things you could do there. Number two, traveling in Italy. Currently, yesterday, was sitting in a little snack bar by myself, enjoying a glass of wine. In comes a dignified little old gentleman who sits in a t- at the table and does the same. We exchange smiles and say hi, but he speaks no English. He's wearing a black t-shirt has a dapper mustache, a little hat, is charming and polite. He reads the paper diligently and treats the waitress with quiet, gentle humor. After 10 minutes, he gets up and slowly leaves the unexpected, or then unexpectedly, on the back of his t-shirt is a giant garished cartoon of a woman's legs and ass in sexy fishnet stockings and red lingerie and the English words once... A leg, once a leg man, always a leg man. The waitress and I exchange looks and barely hold our laughter. That's funny. I love that. Okay. Number three, I really love it when unexpected things happen out in public and that makes strangers laugh and exchange glances. Like, did you see that? And even more so when it happens while traveling somewhere. 
that doesn't speak your native language, it makes you feel like you're participating rather than just observing. For two examples, St. Petersburg, <coughs> I'm walking down and see a German shepherd confidently trotting up the sidewalk with a handbag in its mouth, no owner in sight, looking like he's running his Saturday errands and doing the shopping. Last or hand can confirm Russian's laugh. Bratislava, my friend and I were waiting in line for ice cream, and we overhear, we shall, well, shall, while she overhears, I don't speak Slovak, so I oversee, and offered you a kid for free, for a free scoop if you'll take, take it without a cone. The line busted out laughing, watching this mischievous 10-year-old scurry out the store triumphantly with a fistful of ice cream. Kids are happy, or kids are kids everywhere. <clears throat> Number three, one time uh, when I was a young man a lifetime ago, I moved to Australia for a year, Easy, easily the best part the best year of my life. Despite my daily job in a meat packing plant for a chicken company, I told the boss that there was uh, there I was going solo traveling for two weeks and just rode buses down the beautiful eastern coast. I made it down to Melbourne where did where they drink their beer in tiny glasses and instantly hit it off with two Swedish guys in hostel. We decided to travel together and decided to go down to Bell's Beach where Point Break famously took place. We made it there and decided Kinu Reeves was full of poopy because the waves were less than a foot high. As it was getting dark, we started... I don't know where that reference is from, so if you know, let me know. We started checking for hostels or inns or a place to stay, and the whole town was completely booked up Saturday, Saturday night. So we decided to go to a nightclub and take the first offer since it was raining cold. Lars was a very, um, sorry, attractive model-esque Swedish guy, so of course he got the first offer and went home with a young, beautiful Australian lady and gave us the thumbs up on the way up. Yule and I, Yule and I were standing around having some beers when two young Australian college women came right up to me. You are American, right? They asked, yes, we would like to share you. Yuli gave me a giant grin and thumbs up and whispered, take the first offer. So I went with the girls by then and it had me stopped raining. So we walked down the beach and we all started making, you know, passionately. My first threesome, I was afraid of, you know, STDs. And I didn't know these girls, so it was oral for me and also for Rebecca, who was obviously the most lesbian of the two. Afterwards, we walked to Rebecca's house. She still lived with her parents. She started getting more bossy at this point, and she said to, to me, you take the floor. I laid there and listened to the two of them passionately make love until I fell asleep. In the morning, I woke up with a bit of a hangover and the most urgent need to pee. I went to the bathroom and did what we call a chief's game piss, where you lean against the wall at halftime and just go and go and go. I heard a deep male voice yelling, Becca, is that a man? Oh, shoot, I said, and I grabbed my shirt and I ran out the front door and down the road. I didn't even know where I was going, just kept running from away from that crazy house. I kept running until I got downtown to where I found Yule and Lars, and we took the bus back to Melbourne, a coming-of-age tale for me that rainy weekend in southern Australia so long ago. Oh, wow. <coughs> Number 
four, I met a bunch of guys in Hoi, and during my trip to Vietnam last summer, after a few beers, they managed to talk me into extending my stay another day and doing the high van pass with them on motorcycles. So Dan whips out his map, and the route is Hoi An, Da Nang, High Van Pass, who for all all four of us booked from different operators, but somehow our bikes had matching LV emboss seat covers. We take some photos and don matching the tropical fruit print shirts and commemorate the whole thing and set off at 9.30am. Everything was fine until we got into the mother effing mountain. One of the guys got a flat tire halfway up the mother effing mountain and we were stuck. We couldn't go up or down because it was way too dangerous and there were many trucks going up and down that road. We didn't want to risk anything. So 10 minutes passed, we're baking under the hot sun, wondering what we should do. He called the operator, but the operator literally said something like, there was nothing we can do. At this point, we're like, okay, we know we're pretty much effed, but the dis- But the deposit for the bike was pretty hefty, and we couldn't just leave the bike there, right? To be honest, though, we did seriously consider that after baking for an hour in the hot sun. We didn't do anything, or do it only because a guy in a motorcycle pulled in in front of us. Initially, we thought it was one of the operator's friends, but that they pulled through and managed to send someone down. But then we never told the operator where we were where we were so that was highly unlikely anyway so this vietnam vietnamese dude comes around and doesn't speak a single word of english beyond telling us how much the repair would cost Mm. he suggested replacing the tire but it was the same price as renting the bike for the trip so we're like no and he eventually settled on taping the puncture in the tire for us my poor friend had to inflate the tire by himself even i had a great photo of that so that's done and we continue the mountain the vietnamese repairman decides to escort us up to this day i'll never know why that but thank god he did because the five minutes later my poor friend's tire was flat again at this point i was close to losing it turns out there was a nail in the tire and patching it with tape won't fix it So, like, the Vietnamese dude tapes it back up and gets us down the hill to find a mechanic, so we do that, and we're back in the neg. He waltzes into the first house, so we see, so he's, first house he sees, talk to the guy in rapid Vietnamese, and then bam, problem solved. I was pretty happy because they let me refill my bottle there, uh, my water bottle there, and we thought he deserved it because he didn't get an operator that was cheaper. With the bill for the repairs, he ended up paying the same rate as the rest of us did. After several hours of baking in the sun and one new tire, the four of us continued on our journey back to High Van Pass. It's already midday, but the show must go on. We're pretty hungry. Vietnamese dude follows us up the mountain, I guess, on the way for him. And when we finally reach the top, he motions for us to follow him to this little place for lunch. Excellent, unobstructed. Uh, view of Vietnam's coastal scenery and cheap lunch meat Mm. at the some point I think we were scared that the whole thing Mm. was a scam that would a scam that would culminate during lunch but we were too tired at the point to give a damn because it was Vietnam even though it was all sorts of ways the high van pass was the most memorable of all solo trips I've made in the south um, Asia the past two years even 
more memorable how was how I was so proud of myself for not getting back into an accident the whole day, only to hurt my toe and lose a toenail just before arriving at the hostel. Walked around with bloody toes for the rest of that trip. Oh, God. So, yeah, Vietnamese, I hear, or Vietnam, I hear, has really good food or really cheap food. It was one or the other. So, it wouldn't be such a bad idea to go and check that out. Okay, one last story. Um, <coughs> so, me and my buddy are walking around the Star Fortress thing in Copenhagen with some beers. We set them down to have a guy take our picture. The beers were right off to the side because we were not jerks so as this guy taking our pictures this dude and chick were walking by and kicks over one starts laughing then kick over the other this guy happened to take pictures of the exact moment she kicked the first one mm. and then the second and open and open of my friend and his reaction to the whole thing was cracking up about that for some time oh my gosh lots of stories which one did you find funny which one did you not find funny because I found the one with the last one pretty pretty funny, um, pretty interesting. And yeah, um, you guys have a great rest of your day. Yeah, the Vietnamese one is very interesting. Actually, I found, what was it, the, no, it wasn't the three, was it the threesome? No, it was the Kobe Japan concert one. That one was my favorite story. Let me know what you guys what story you guys like listening to the most, and we'll chat soon. Bye now.